All right, I say, I say, let them. If he wants to take on two people by himself, let them fight. Yeah. Okay. Can we please televise this? Well, obviously, <laughs> put it on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great like alternate like people's court kind of thing. Like you could call it. You could just call. It, you know, I don't even have to come up with a name yeah. for it, but have it be like literally people go in and, yeah. and agree to like they come out and they 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 talk about their whatever their dispute is and then. <laughs> The judge has them do something yeah. like that. Judge here's, pulls here's big boffer weapons, yeah. the, the, the <laughs> big ju- foam boffer weapons. Sword fight. Yeah. The judge just, just pulls well, after they say their piece. The judge pulls down the mic. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Seven with a bullet. Get it, Magnum. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Woohoo! It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy and a dog with a bullet. Like, like I got they, distracted like, by my stupid joke. Like they would say um, on the on the uh, radio about the ra- on the radio shows with the about Billboard the, charts. The Billboard charts when a uh, number one with a bullet. Yeah, and they would actually put a bullet. Next to the on the song in the newspaper, sure. in the list, and then they stopped doing that, and um, record companies and bands saw a drop in sales, um, a, like jo- a drop in average sales for number one records, bec- and they attributed it to the fact that with a bullet wasn't being said anymore because that is the only thing that had changed. Wow, um, and what's the what's the stupid song? Oh my god. That one stupid song? Why can't we think of the name of it? Leonard Skinner, Give Me Back My Bullet. That's what he's talking about. That yeah. song is about put that back on on the radio because it oh. made them more money. <laughs> Dog, stop eating random crap. I've been told. I've been told that's what it's about. Yep. Hey, you wonder why you get diarrhea? That's why. The song is about the bullets billboard charts used to signify a song is moving quickly up the chart. Brand new... <laughs> futon cover and the dog found something to eat on it it's the blue room now it's no longer the green room that's that's gray linen gray sorry gray linen is this dress blue or yellow blue or white (laughs) isn't it i don't remember blue or gold i don't care blue blue or gold yeah yeah gold me and one of my friends was talking about that the other day (laughs) hey that's our guest Welcome and back, Josh. Josh. Hello. Josh, our number one guest this week with a bullet. <laughs> How's it going, Josh? Going fine. How's the kitty cat? You have a new kitty cat. Tell us all about what you've done. Um, you did a good thing. Boy, this is a story. Well, um, it doesn't have, you don't have to go into all the details. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll but this try is, to keep it simple. You know, all the stupid stuff we talk about and the dumb things we say, you know, there are people on this show who do really nice yeah. things, and Josh has done a very nice yeah. thing. So, so uh, Jen, my former roommate and friend of the show, uh, I get a call out of the blue. It's like, hey, I saved this sickly, like, blind from eye infection 
kitty off you know this major road uh on the side of town where we live and like i've got it scruffed so it can't get away but i can't get to the vet like that can you bring a carrier and so yeah we get <laughs> and it thus began yeah, the we, saga of, of we, the blind kitty yeah we get it to the vet and now it's quarantined in a room of my house as it can't be around other cats for a while and you've been slowly nursing it back to health yeah and making sure that its eyes are it seems like it from what I heard, from what I have seen on these social medias, it appears to be improving. Yeah, um, she she can open her eyes just fine. The infections cleared up, but like they must have been closed for a long time, as like her pupils aren't like reacting to light. So like light's a big problem for her right now. Um, just just everything seems to be full dilated all the time still. She should come hang out in this room. <laughs> it's nice and dark in here. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope I hope. Uh... Everything continues to go well with the little. This is like a kitten too. This is like real. Well, how how young? So the vet's best guess, like she has all her adult teeth, so she's at least six months. But she was only like two point eight pounds when we first took her in, and two point eight, like that's on the low end for three months old. So like she was really like underweight, like malnourished. She didn't want to eat at first and when you got her yeah oh she she will especially ever since i kind of added dry food into the mix like she will go to town on that stuff there we go that's good to hear yeah well done she she, she, jen kitty chowing down yeah (laughs) kitty chow she she has got a healthy appetite and will hopefully like the first week she didn't put on any weight like the vet want wanted so like she goes in again in a couple of days, and hopefully she will have started putting on all that weight she fell behind on when she was lost and not eating very well. Good, good. Yeah, good for you too. Well done. Go, Kitty. We're we're all we're, we're all rooting for you. Me and a couple of people at work saw a stray dog that was uh, kind of ribs showing, oh, wandering up and down the street outside our office, and we went we went to go get it. We, we were, and one one of us, not me, was gonna take it <laughs> to a shelter, <laughs> like a no kill shelter, sure. and uh, it outran us. That's embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> like not. It was just walking, and it wasn't even bolting. It just got. It was just. It was super than... sneaky. Like it went around a corner, and then we came around the corner, <laughs> oh, and it was nowhere to be seen. Just gone. Yeah, it disappeared. Are you sure you saw yeah. a dog? Um, were you guys hallucinating something? Well, that day, I wasn't all doped up on codeine cough syrup like I am right now. (laughs) That's right, folks. I'm sick again, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, and the fun kind of sick where, Josh, before you got here, (laughs) I came up here, got started getting set up. Mike came up. We we exchanged maybe three sentences apiece. Mike turned around, walked back out out of the room, walked down the stairs. I assumed you had arrived. And then I had you seen you, and I had gone to let you He in. walks down. He's gone for a little bit. He comes back up. He walks over here in front of me and looks at me and says, I don't know why I was going downstairs. I, no, I said, this is going to be a fun a fun episode today, because I, I, I went downstairs, that. walked around for a couple minutes, and, and I don't remember couldn't why remember I why I was down there. <laughs> so I just came back up here. <laughs> I've done that. We've talked about that. Where you, like, you walk into a room, moments, and you go, yeah. you walk yeah. into the room, wait, and you're like, wait, why, why did I come in here? here? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, I can't find my glasses. I can't find my glasses. I can't find my glasses. Oh, Where are my man. glasses? Oh, they're. I, why can I see everything? That's oh, right, because they're on my face. On I have come to realize I am. I'm not too far away from potentially bifocals if I really want to mess around with it, or you know, 
Um, I'm, I'm, you know, if I've got my glasses on and my glasses correct my vision fine, but if I've got like, let's say I'm in the kitchen and I have a package with the instructions or some information on it and I need to read it. Yeah. Arm's length, right? So now Small you just print. You do this. Now. now I just take my glasses off. Yeah. Lift your glasses up and then you or can, I, then or you I hold see. it at arm's length. And yeah. so that's become a thing where if I'm like, I'll be like this morning, I was watching a TV show and I got, I was lying on the sofa I grabbed my phone to look at something, and so I'm holding the phone, you know, a foot from my face. I'm like, all right, take the glasses off. And now, of course, because I'm doing that, um, and my glasses, normally when they're on, and I'm, and I'm not, like right now I'm conscious of them being there, but yeah, normally yeah. I'm not conscious of them. Like I'll suddenly be like, wait, where are my, are, are my glasses? Because <laughs> I'm not used to taking them off and putting right. them down somewhere, and I have to be like, Okay, I have to start getting in the habit of like, because I know where I like, I, I know where I put my keys all the time. I know where I put my phone to charge it. I know, you know, I've got places for those things. Yeah. Like when I'm sitting in certain chairs, it's going to have to be like, this is where the glasses go when I'm sitting in this chair, so that I don't suddenly be like, where's my glasses? Either I'm blind. Either that. I can't drive. Either designate a spot for them when you take them off, or just push them up onto your under your head like sunglasses yeah that just uh. <laughs> we're all or, falling apart as we or speak. i can get one of those cool chains yeah you could do that <laughs> hang them on my chest you just craig just you just got new glasses i did and uh so the next pair of glasses will will have a little line or you know weird they spot might. in the middle we'll where below you can yeah. read your phone close up and above you can see yeah. Down the, the road driving your car. Those are bifocals. Yeah. We'll see. Though I, though I think they can <laughs> right make... Right now, it's a very rare thing. It's once in a while when yeah. something's very uh, close I'm, to it, my face. It's the same. I'm well, I was going to... If I'm... Sorry. If I'm at, like, at work yeah. and something's on the desk, if I'm looking at a drawing on the desk, You're I'm fine. fine. It's when it's like a foot from yeah. my face yeah. that it's a problem. Well, I was going to say with bifocals, like, I think they can make them now where like the line's not, not as visible. Really noticeable. Yeah. 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 Mine, I noticed it's, ba- it's bad in the morning. Like I'll have to I'll have to push my glasses up to look at my phone first thing in the morning. <laughs> um, but no, I was gonna comment on your glasses. I did notice this last week. They've but got the racing re- stripes, you noticed that last <laughs> week. The, the reflection in your glasses is green, which means you have anti glare coating. I do, and the glare, the 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 my 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 glasses don't um get white <laughs> yeah. like they used to. Um, yeah, the reflection is smaller and it's green. The reflection tinged. is much less. Uh, it's like you're in the Matrix. Well, the, <laughs> the great thing about it is, is when I do the stream thing and I got the, the webcam on me, because it used to be the case, and I had yeah, people yeah. point this out to me. Like you've got, I mean, my, I'm in my, you know, my little webcam area. I got my computer and all this, and I've got a light. I've got a your ring. dining room table. Yeah. Yes, I've got a ring light. <laughs> I've got a ring light that helps to light me up so that I don't look pale and sallow <laughs> like a vampire because I don't go outside, and it puts a nice warm light on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, if I have my, you know, I always have my glasses on, and that light will be like just like my glasses are just white. You can't see my eyes. That's like a. But now you can. Was it Andy was commenting it's, on that when you had little, you had the brightness on your laptop turned way up one day yeah. and he couldn't see you at all. Yeah, and I've got the <laughs> brightness turned up like that today, but you can't. The glare probably is. You can probably still. It's dark in here, so you can't like make out the color of my eyes. But it's you can see my eyes. Yeah, now. you can see. It. Yeah, you yeah. Used to not be able to. Anyway, that was fun. Welcome to looking at Craig's you, eyes on Nerd. How do you Burger. like? How do you like the the anti glare glasses? Um, they pain seem, in the ass to clean, aren't they? Uh, like they, they, the the grease smears on them easier with uh, that. Yeah, I have noticed that yeah. that does happen. Yeah, it's, but uh, like nighttime driving. Tougher. Oh man, can never go back now. <laughs> um, I've I've been happy with the new glasses in general. Took me a week to get used to them, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at that point now where I'm good with them. 
So speaking speaking of uh, the people who got me sick, I'm assuming it was my sister and my nephew. You can lay the blame squarely on <laughs> one of them if you want. All right, Dr. Lori, you and your cadaver germs, bringing them in here in the studio, blaming you. That's right, I have, I've got cadaver flu. <laughs> I hope not. That, would, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, we were talking about how we were watching 80s John Cusack movies and 190s John Cusack movies. Right. Although we hadn't watched. We'd only watched two of them. Mm-hmm. We watched Better Off Dead and then Say Anything. And then we recorded, so we talked about those. And then, then we watched The Sure Thing and Gross Point Blank. And Craig, you were asking my 19-year-old nephew mm-hmm. what he thought about stuff in the movies from that the was, 80s. That was dated. That's that like, was yeah. dated that stood out. Like Howard Cosell. The Howard Cosell the Howard impression. Cosell impression. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he did it. He, he asked a question, and we all, he was like, try, he tried to, you know, whisper, ask it. To my sister when we sure. were watching, it was a gross point blank. Oddly, it was the late the what, later movie. What, why is this funny? What, what is this? Because we'd seen it in the other movies before. Who's he imitating? Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. This was at in gross point blank. There's oh. a scene where he's uh he's in in his hotel and he's about to leave for the high school reunion and he's calling his therapist and he's like kind of frantically running around the room and he's carrying the phone by the the cradle. It's like an old school. Oh sure, you know the old rotary phone. One of those, yeah. yeah. It might be up, have the push button dial pad on it, but it's that style. Yeah, like that style. And, it was in like everybody's. So office. he's so he's talking on the handset with the cord going down to the thing he's and he's carrying it around mm-hmm. the base. And uh, Sawyer leans over to Lori and says, "What's that? What's that thing in his hand? That's a, <laughs> that the phone's attached to." It's like that's the phone. That's Sawyer. the phone. <laughs> <laughs> They're both the phone, <laughs> and the cord like, in between them is the phone. He had never seen one of those phones before no i i have friends and they're like (laughs) mid to late 20s i have had to explain that to like see on your on your cell phone (laughs) this little hole up at the top that you hear from and and the the little little hole hole down at the bottom bottom. that you talk into that's the thing that's in in your right hand. hand And the whole rest of the phone with all the is wires the thing in the left hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including the physical bell. Yep. And and <laughs> minus rings. the supercomputer and the internet. <laughs> well, minus pretty much everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's all analog wires and crap and then it's, you know, the physical bell with a little you know, a little hammer that bounces back and forth. It goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I was about to say, a lot of my friends weren't even familiar with flip What's cell that? phones. A lot, a lot of my, my younger friends haven't even, weren't even familiar with a flip cell phone sure. when I was trying to explain it to them. Like a flip phone was from when they were two. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, that just means they don't watch uh, anything with uh, drug dealers or criminals as characters. Because... <laughs> People that actually still use those kinds of phones yeah. as burners. <laughs> they've seen the Matrix, so they've seen like the slide ones. Sure, that, but 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 that was about as far as they got. Oh, Craig, you'll be uh, happy about this. Um, the day, I think it was the day after they flew back to Wisconsin, I get a uh, a text from Sawyer saying. That he has, uh, he has just rented and begun to watch season one of Silicon Valley. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm getting people addicted. I made them. Uh, I found a YouTube video while we were just sitting around waiting to leave to go eat one day, and I found it was like a 
50 something minute long um best best jokes from silicon oh, valley sure. and it goes in order from season one on through <laughs> well first i showed them tip to tip efficiency optimal, <laughs> optimal tip, tip to tip, tip efficiency. efficiency and then i we, we played the other video which had that in it but in, uh, <laughs> along with a bunch of other things and he liked it so much that he's now he's watching the show <laughs> oh man Alrighty. anything else are we rocking and rolling let's go what's news mike oh boy we're going to me well who died wwe hall of famer rocky johnson okay aka uh dwayne the rock johnson's father passed away okay i didn't i didn't know he had um a, a father who was a wrestler I he did, did he did when he started it was a big deal that he was like one of the first third generation wrestlers in wwe oh, well there we go we got we got our our michael uh stand-in <laughs> josh <laughs> who will be portraying michael yeah. for the next 30 seconds oh i mean like i grew up watching a lot of Do the I need to turn his mic down? where he came in <laughs> okay i did not realize that because I know the music world, uh, we we all all of us who listen to um, classic rock stations got to listen to a lot of Rush. Yep. a little while back because Neil Peart died. Did we not mention that? We did no, not. We... That happened after we recorded. We didn't have James on the show. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it when James is on. I did text <laughs> James my condolences yeah, exactly. when I found out. Um, yes, regular guest James is a huge Rush fan. So yeah, there's there's another one. Lots of rush. Oh, Jesus! Was there a third? On my radio station. Did I, did there's always a third. What are you talking about? Betty White's still alive though. She's had her 98th yeah. birthday. <laughs> well, and, it wasn't you know, her. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Douglas still around? I think so. It's like 127 or something. Whatever age she's at, he's 100 and something. 100 and, I want to say 103. That sounds about right. Because, yeah, every time a celebrity name trends on Twitter now, like half the posts it's are. I was wondering who died. Oh, yeah, no. I saw them trending. I'm glad to see it's just them celebrating their birthday or some other benign thing. <laughs> yeah, or they, they got, like, they're going to be the host for the Oscars next year. Or, you know, like something huge, big news that come, starts flying around. You're like, oh, man, did they die? Oh, my God. Yes, I accept your freaking cookies. <laughs> not Jeez. Looking to see if there's anybody. Oh, Chris. Oh, that yeah, that just happened too. Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's son. Oh, who was kind of the steward? Sure. Of uh, the Tolkien estate, he had to have been up there in years. Yeah, picture here. He's uh, he was ninety-five. Yeah. There's Rocky Johnson. Yeah, seventy-five. That's a handsome fellow with a nice mustache. Yeah, got he a was big great. This, got a it, great big belt buckle, like yeah. a big oval monster belt. He was buckle, big in the seventies, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, and the eighties. Neil Peart. A lot of names I don't recognize. <laughs> Just looking at who died since the beginning of twenty twenty. What three's not enough? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Or four? Like, Wait, how I, many are we up to who now? Did I miss? Um. Yeah. Heathrow. You know where Heathrow is, right? Heathrow Airport. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you were thinking I was saying. Heath well, you said it sounded Roe. like two separate words. Yeah, yeah the, the way you said. Oh my it, God, Heathrow died. The famous director Heathrow. 
I, I know where Heathrow is. Um, he, he know, he, he, Heathrow, um, has implemented an anti-drone system to keep those pesky drones out of their airspace. Oh, that's good. They've only come, just now done this. Well, they're they're and implementing. That means, does that mean they're the first? So other airports are still at risk of. Sure, that's exactly what it means. That's what it means. It means every single airport in the entire world is just a drone fly zone. Do they fly in flocks? The drones are they flocks? Do flocks? They, I, I imagine. Do they a, hang out near sources of water? I don't know. A flock, I imagine, is being very large. Like when I think of a flock of birds, I don't think of like four birds. That would be like a like a covey. That's the small gathering of birds. You know, that's a word I learned this this week actually. You can't have a. You have to have um. You know, underground. Because I like learning words. Go ahead. Underground, uh, you know, detention ponds. You can't have them exposed around right. airports because because it'll attract it gathers birds, giant flocks know. of birds that'll then decide to fly into to, engines, to f- take flight. You know, right in front of an airplane that's landing or taking off. Yeah, the uh, UK's busiest airfield can now detect and track unmanned aerial vehicles within its boundaries. So detect and track. Got like a, a system. So they've got they drone have, radar. I guess they got drone dar. Um, Is that just daydar? I don't know. <laughs> They're investing. Yeah. This move comes after a January 2019 report that Heathrow and Gatwick airports invested <laughs> millions, of, millions of pounds in military grade drone fighting gear. So, military grade so drone <laughs> fighting gear. <laughs> like, I want to know what that is. That makes Isn't me that think. that just a surface to air missile? <laughs> I, I assume that's just. I, I assume this means we can. Sh- they can shoot them down now, right? Yeah. That that's a good thing to have going on out at an airfield, right? At, with airplanes and things, to have gunfire. Nobody's going to flip out when that happens. Yeah, but don't worry, it was just a drone, sir. Or sorry. <laughs> don't worry, mate. It was just a drone, not a terrorist. <laughs> now I sound like Australian. Australian, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, like you, you don't want gunfire. I, I just I imagine they have yeah, to have There's some... no jamming the signal. I mean, well, can at, you, at, can, at worst, you would just they... disconnect it from whoever was controlling it, and then it would just go flying off in well, it'll crash. one it'll, direction it'll... and eventually crash, yeah. Maybe they have like a... I don't know. They have, what do you uh, think? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Josh is like, I don't yeah. know what to do about drones. They're all over my yeah. house too. Maybe it's like uh, miniature anti-aircraft artillery, yeah. but instead of uh, instead of <laughs> ballistic ammunition, <laughs> it's 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 tiny little nets. Like it's those little like little those little like uh, rocket launchers that plug into your USB that yeah. are just for office fun. You know? <laughs> sure, like except, that size. Right? Except they deploy like a you know three foot by three foot net. And just go thunk around, you know, all those uh, those those rotors, and takes them down. Or get yeah, like all tangled up in the rotors yeah. so they can't turn anymore. Oh, see, but the, thing, the thing about it is, though, is the net. The person could retrieve the uh, the drone. The, the the illegal person flying, you know, the, the drone operator could retrieve the drone, cut the net off, and everything would be fine. What I think it should be is like little rockets that go up there and hit, and then they like explode with like foam, like Ooh. or silly string. Yeah, kind like of something. Um, something just. You know, and just that gets all mucks up all inside of the like thing great stuff, and, like expandable foam and cutting that stuff. And, and one and like thirty <laughs> seconds later, it's like That's rock adhe- hard adhesive expandable foam. Yeah. Sure. And so, like recovering the drone is near just turn possible. it into a into a big uh, circus peanut, <laughs> and all of a sudden just drops like a rock out of the sky. That'd be great. Who who makes those the orange circus peanuts? They could brand this. 
It could be like if it could be fun at the airport. Kids That's, are watching. It's like, oh, hey, look, there's a drone. Wait for the circus peanut gun, son. And then, whoever, boom, and it hits it, and it it looks like you know it's a big orange foam. Yeah. Whoever owns, out of the owns Brax, B R A C H. Andy, right? That's that's one of their deals. Is the Isn't circus, it? Is, is the, the classic oh, I'm sure orange it is. circus peanut rocks? I guess I don't know. Anyway, what else is news? Am I the only one that actually likes those? I like yeah, them. They're all right. Yeah. yeah, I don't seek them out, but I'll I'll eat one. I like them fine. They're just, you know, that they're one of they're just th- sugar and air. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing real. They're they're one of those things. It's a weird, I, it's a weird text. Yeah, they're one of those things. Like I never seek them out, but like if I see them like in a bowl somewhere oh, yeah. or something, I'll be like, oh hey, I haven't had these in ages, and probably eat like half of them. <laughs> there you go. I just pound down the whole bowl. I haven't had these in a while. Blah, 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 blah. The leading producers of circus peanuts are Melster Candies. Yeah, see, that's what it makes me think. It's some weird company that that's all they make. There's three: Spangler Candy Company. There you go. And Brock's. Okay. That in order is Brock's the number one. No, that's the order they put them in. Yeah, what was the what was the first one? Melster. M E L S T E R. Yeah. What does Melster makes? Mel, what does Melster makes? That, that's what I said. Ooh, Warheads. Melster makes. Melster. They're candies. famous. They're famous for more. Most famous for Warheads. Ah, uh, their page has circus peanuts all over it. <laughs> circus, circus peanuts, kids. I said peanuts. It has circus. Peanuts with a T. <laughs> Circus penis. That's a that's a whole different thing. Those are all the ones that are you know extraordinarily misshapen and weird, right? That end up in the circus, or the ones that do tricks. Sure. Preferably both. The, the, misshapen and the do, ones that and, and the, the ones that tricks. can the ones that can lift like a a thirty pound weight off the ground by a piece of twine. Um, uh, like the Enigma, was that they make the puzzle, some of the these, puzzle tattoo guy? Yeah, they make some of these. Uh, uh, you've seen these at like holidays at Christmas time, where it's like you get a package. No, it was, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, cho- essentially a chocolate bar, but it's shaped to look like Santa. It's long and thin, but yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. molded to look like Santa. And it comes in a foil wrap that has a picture of whatever it is inside. You know, Santa, or a Easter bunny, or a reindeer, or whatever. Um, they make like those types of things. They make a thing called old fashioned cream drops and the packaging looks like it's right out of the forties. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit cream taffy. Circus peanuts. A nostalgic treat. Our most popular orange colored banana flavored banana flavored peanut shaped soft and chewy circus peanuts. That's their most popular thing. No, I, oh. I was getting I was getting the enigma confused with the amazing Mr. Lifto. That's the guy with all the piercings that can lift heavy objects with his Melster genitals. Melster Candies, and the, the, the sub-company is Impact Confections, <laughs> owned by Melster Candies, I guess. Because it put me on the Impact Confections. <laughs> Impact. <laughs> so that works well for the, the shooting down the drones. Yeah. There you go, Melster Candies slash Impact Confections. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-drone technology. Got to grow. Got to grow the business. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not growing, you're shrinking. That's what Mister Lifto always says. Well, that's true about business. If you're not growing, you're shrinking. There's no such thing as equilibrium because the market's always changing. You have to be adapting with it at the very least. And then they were talking about candy, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they started talking about grotesque carnival games. And then, 
And then they started giving me business advice. <laughs> what kind of show is this? <laughs> thought it was a cooking they show. Have no focus. <laughs> what else is news? <laughs> Josh, do you have any news? Uh, Nintendo announced that instead of, uh, as usually with the Pokemon games, you know, the two versions come out. And then down the line, they'll put out like a third version that kind of has some like new little bit of new story content, you know, maybe a few other improvements and all over the initial two versions. Well, rather than do that this time, they're just going to release that as a DLC pack for the existing versions. So so you don't have to buy a whole nother game to to get everything. So more Pokemon. Yeah, basically. That 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 po- Pokemon, that's, just, that's, that's Mario. That's just, you know, that's Mario Brothers. It's just never going to die. The yep. day that you die, Mike, there's going to be Pokemon news. Oh, I'm counting on it. <laughs> You're counting on it. It's like, well, people are going to need f- a distraction, <laughs> right? Sure. When Mike gets to be like 85 years old, that's when he's going to get into video games like Pokemon stuff. He's going to really go nuts. Got nothing better to do. He, he, that's right. He I've, can he can be like that that woman that has a YouTube channel for her Skyrim videos. Who's like 85. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah. is she like at a nursing home i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably wouldn't let her uh yeah but no it should just this like 85 year old woman or you know they're like in her 80s somewhere but but like got super into skyrim which is a game that's been around for like ages now like across many many systems and and like yeah she makes videos of it on youtube Go. What kind of game is Skyrim? It it's basically like an open world fantasy type game. Like you're you're kind of wandering like a, a vaguely like northern snowy area, like fighting dragons and you're such. A murder, okay. You're a murder hobo. A murder hobo in uh in like north of the wall. I guess. <laughs> Put it in terms you can understand. <laughs> north of the yeah. wall. <laughs> like a nordic setting yeah yeah you're on the rim of the sky the edge Uh uh-oh what's this me oh that looks like i guess it's me yeah it's you that's irritating (laughs) (laughs) oh was that like like, was this an ad for skyrim every so often mike busts out like a musical something like he starts talking about something but no it's just some autoplay thing on your computer play god curse you autoplay what else anything we got news we gotta well speaking of uh things north of the wall there's gonna be a new game of thrones show in two years Oh, good. We'll all have forgotten about it. It's, it's official. Of, about loving Game of Thrones. They're officially making it, and it, and we'll be able to watch it in two years. Thanks for the announcement. Yeah. House of the Dragon. <laughs> about the Targaryen family 300 years before the events uh, of a uh, regular Game of Thrones. Well, we can't make another one of these Game of Dragons. <laughs> Game, of Dragons. <laughs> Game of Thrones shows without having a bunch of dragons. So why don't we make it about the family that Controlled all the dragons. Yeah, now, the, the, now the that peak, they know how to the, render the, the dragons, peak of, uh, the, the, the weird, at the peak of dragon fighting. Yeah, the weird incestuous dragon family. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they had another one they were trying to do, and that one they they made a pilot or whatever, and they HBO passed on it. They had four. 
the article that I well they they, saw they actually and don't made it right now they made they made an episode they made a pilot yeah of, and uh, passed the one on with that. Naomi Watts that was, was the one that it. was supposed to be like about the first men mm-hmm. it was eight or nine thousand years right sequel prequel excuse me yeah and then they had two other ideas that they were working on yeah. or thinking about doing and they ended up going with the the Targaryen family we'll see which seems like the most obvious one yeah I don't know what else you would do I'm not going to make a sequel right let's, let's watch Arya <laughs> in the new world sail off yeah. the edge of the world <laughs> <laughs> Go to live with the elves or whatever it is she's doing out there on that boat that they never really explained very well. It's like, well, we got to split up the Stark children. Where can we send Arya? The other direction. She likes sailing across the ocean. Yeah. Let's ever go west. (laughs) What's west of Westeros? (gasps) Oh, no. More, 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 more Westeros. (laughs) Most. Beyonderos. (laughs) Are they going to discover that the, that their world is round, upside down, or <laughs> upside down to roast? Is she going to end up back in on the east coast of Essos? <laughs> There's just nothing out there. Well, well we sailed yeah. and sailed and sailed, and now I'm right back yeah. where I was for four seasons. <laughs> oh, son of a! Bitch. <laughs> I don't want to, but I've already seen Bravos. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Ruck's character in Speed when they go back to the airport because he had just gotten on the bus from the airport. <laughs> But I've already been to the airport. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in Harlan, Iowa, reported by the AP, a Kansas man has asked an Iowa judge to let him engage in a what with his ex-wife and her attorney. Iowa man? Iowa man wants to engage in a what with his ex-wife and her attorney. Oh, God. And the judge has allowed this. Uh, we don't oh, have, he I, wants the judge to allow asking him. the judge to allow him to engage in a blank with his ex-wife and her attorney. Well, threesome is the obvious <laughs> Right, answer. right. Yeah. That was, I, mean, I was yeah. just suckering you in. No, a uh, sword fight. He wants to have a sword fight, a duel with two other people? Trial and by combat. So him and his lawyer, or he's representing himself and he's taking on two people? I guess he's taking on two people so that he can, Never quote, represent yourself in so court, that, or so, in a sword fight. So that he can, quote, rend their souls from their bodies. <sighs> David Astrom, 40, of Paolo, Kansas, said in a January 3 court filing that his former wife, Br- uh, Bridget, Bridget Ostrom, 38, of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, had, quote, destroyed him legally. The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax adjustments. So, yeah, he wants to take care of that with a sword fight. So this is like the leftover legal detritus of their divorce. This is a the guy. Ongoing. This is a guy who is just tired of the, syst- of the system dragging this out, and he's like, let's just get it done. <laughs> How about... <laughs> sword fight to the death doesn't is that, is that seems to he be well, he wants to rend their souls right, from their bodies yeah, sure. so that sounds that, like, that, that, like that, 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 that seems to be a clear indication of death yeah <laughs> alright I say I say let them if he wants to take on two people by himself let them fight yeah okay can we please televise this well obviously <laughs> put it on Fox yeah <laughs> that would be a great like alternate like people's court 
kind of thing like you could call it you could just call it, you know i don't even have to come up with a name yeah. for it but have it be like literally people go in yeah. and, and agree to like they come out and they 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 talk about their whatever their dispute is and then the judge has them do something yeah. like that judge here's, pulls here's big boffer weapons yeah. the, the, the <laughs> big ju- foam boffer weapons sword fight yeah the judge just, just pulls after they say their piece the judge pulls down the mic let's get ready to rumble <laughs> Okay, well, first, all of you have to you have to go off stage and come back into your to your entrance music. And then you got to come out and you got to do your you know your bit where you pump up the audience for you uh, for your sides. You got to scream and yell into a microphone for two minutes, and then you'll wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> we could we could do sword fights with boffer weapons. Yeah. We could do arm wrestling. Have have your attorneys yeah. debate beforehand which which one of you is uh, N- not is... not attorneys hype men. It's like your hype men <laughs> m- may have two minutes to make their cases. Rap battle with celebrity judges. You can rap battle to determine who wins the case. Whoever has the best rap. Sure, there's a lot you can do. They could do a show like that on Fox, right? You could have completely random people trying to rap battle each other. That'd no, be not random people. People that are that are pissed off at each other over a monetary dispute and are angry with each other and have no idea how to rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> and then you get, you, you're and, getting me pumped up. And then you get like you know Herman, the accountant. <laughs> my name is Harmon. who comes out and yeah he talks. i'm very upset because my my ex-wife <laughs> exactly. insists on me paying alimony he sounds like that and then he comes out and he busts some sick rhymes <laughs> <laughs> because he got he got coaching from like a celebrity yeah, coach sure yeah <laughs> it's always the quiet ones like tone loke comes out and teaches him how to rap <laughs> vanilla ice or somebody and then, meet my trial consultant yeah. chance the rapper <laughs> i i i and he I, comes out and just yeah. lays down oh that'd be great yeah. probably shouldn't go with vanilla ice though that, that that's asking to lose <laughs> <laughs> well well herman herman the accountant still has to hold his own in the rap battle yeah. ring so let's uh, as long as we're dealing with herman the accountant who's his wife uh we'll call her herman and henrietta okay um and henrietta is uh um <laughs> she's well we don't want to do something stupid and cliche we'll say she's like a neuro- used car salesman used car, i was gonna say neurosurgeon <laughs> and go the other direction but okay she's yeah she's a car salesman <laughs> salesperson she she gets out there and she like <laughs> yeah so in court she sounds like a sh- you know a shyster she sounds like you know she's like golden tongue silver tongue she's like she sounds like you know you know let's make a deal blah blah, blah. she's like sounds really oily uh-huh, yeah <laughs> really terrible like she's like she's trying to pull something over on you it's like eugene levy and yeah vacation <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets out there and, and the two of them get their coaching they go out there and like just lay down some great rap that'd be oh, i'd watch that yeah i'm not a reality show person but i would watch three episodes of that show if they had some weird competition anyway um is that for, it for news? Yeah, I guess so. Hey, Josh. Hey. You had a suggestion for something to uh, to chit-chat about that kind of falls yeah. in your realm of expertise yeah. because Josh often brings video, like contemporary, modern-day, today yeah. video game news. Yep. But uh, yep. what were you thinking? Oh, uh, well, I had suggested one thing, and you had kind of turned it around to, like, why not, you know, talk our first game systems that, that, that you know, we played growing up or whatever. and solid idea that okay i i because i assumed that mike has played some video games as a youngster my first video game system 
was a Pong. Wow, you predate me. Well done. Oh, yeah. that's, you've mentioned that. On but the it, show was, it was the, um, and I don't know if it was dark orange or, or red, like rounded, molded plastic. It wasn't the like boxy black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had it hooked up to the black and white TV in oh, our in our notch. spare room because you didn't need anything more than a black and white TV. All the young kids listening to the show right now are like, Pong? Yeah. Wait, black, black and, and white, white television? <laughs> what was this, mean, the 50s? <laughs> you mean like that really old, you mean like that really old movie, Clerks? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that, but TV with rabbit ears. Yeah, it wasn't even hooked up to the cable. We had cable, but not to that TV. Did Mike live on a farm? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, then we got an Atari twenty six hundred. That's where I like you do. Yep. (laughs) And um, and yeah, and that was uh, that was as complex as I've ever been able to handle in a (laughs) home console gaming system. The joystick with. A literally one stick and one orange button. What uh, what was your favorite game? What was the game that you would just play for hours? The one that I got super sucked into was called Sequest. Okay, and it was uh, it was one of those ones where it would scroll from one side to yeah. the other. Yep, and you'd every level you'd go up, it would get a little bit faster. Sure, and it was like you were a submarine underwater, and you had to go up, you know, kind of like up and, up and down, down up and, and down. dodge stuff and yeah, shoot yeah. things, and I don't know. And uh, I got really, really, really high on that, and I got some crazy score, like half a million or something you got like that. Your score got high. Sorry. Yeah, no, I wasn't drinking coating cough syrup <laughs> when I was eight. That you remember. That I remember. <laughs> like today. Um, no, yeah, I got a really high score okay. on it. To the point that I used the Polaroid camera to take pictures of the TV screen. Oh, do you remember? Uh, <laughs> speaking of taking pictures of the tel- of the screen, um, this is this is before your time, Josh. But have you heard of this? The Activision badges, uh, vaguely familiar. When Activision made their games for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, if you could reach, they, they would I think this they, was they, an they put out a little game, they put yeah. out a little magazine, and it would tell you if you hit a certain score. Each game had a different score that you had to hit. If you could hit that score. And you um, took a took a photo of your TV screen to show that you did that, and sent that to whatever address they gave it to you with a self addressed self addressed stamped envelope. They would send you a patch for for beating that score on that game, and you could earn patches. The Sub Club. Yeah, I'm looking at the patch right here. It's called the Sub Club. Well, that's a that's a patch that comes up. <laughs> so it was an Activision game. Yeah, that looks about right. Yeah, I've I've seen some of those designs. Some of them are pretty neat. Yeah, I never. Well, for, I never that was for Sequest. Sure, I never specifically. I never did it, um, but we had a number of Activision games, and you know, yeah. there were a few times I was kind of like, well, if I could just get the high score, like I was pretty good at Keystone Cops, I could play that forever and ever and ever. That was just one of those games that you could just you just you just basically did it over and over and over and just yeah. ran your score up. Once you got good at it, it was just the same stuff. You know, it was really repetitive could have probably gotten the patch for that one or for a few others but i never got around to like taking a photo and sending it in i I just remember around the time i was in middle school like my grandparents like had found some like they had gotten an atari from somewhere i think like you know 
church garage sale kind of deal and they were just looking for something to have for when the grandkids came about and so yeah they had gotten an atari 2600 <laughs> and i like i remember playing like i i could play pitfall for ages oh yeah pitfall once you once you figured it out it yeah. just kept going because it just it just eventually yeah, wrapped yeah. around on itself um although pitfall 2 was hard that was uh uh that one you went up and down too. It wasn't yeah, just left yeah, to right. Yeah, yeah. You didn't just keep going. There was a whole like if you ever saw the map of it, it's like this huge two dimensional yeah. like big thing. Well, it's like, like way more you would, complicated. You'd, you'd fall than the down first pits one. and ladders and slide down ropes and stuff. It was way more complicated. And finding all of the screens because you it was always just one screen at a time, right? You'd run off the right side or go down, and you'd end up then the screen would change. Yeah. To the next screen that you were on, so there was like a big map of all these screens. It didn't scroll. Um, it scrolled, side but it scrolled. Side. It scrolled in two dimensions. Well, didn't no. It didn't. It didn't scroll in like it, things As didn't you keep were didn't moving. keep moving past you. Right, yeah. the, you ran off the edge of the right side and you came in on the left yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. But Pit, Pitfall Two had like, I, and we never owned that, but I had a friend who did. And Pitfall Two was hard, at least for me at the time. I was like, you got to go up and down. <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> um, River Raid. I played a ton of River Raid. Which one was River Raid? Uh, you were a jet on uh, on a river, and you were blowing stuff up. And you had to stay um, basically. Basically, you had to stay on the river. You had to stay on the blue. Like the the path that you could go would get wider and narrower. It would split into two, and then like you wouldn't know what was coming up on the left or yeah, the right. You yeah. had to pick one, and one side was always really tough, and the other side was easier to get through. You had to, you know you had to not oh, get okay. shot down. Yep. That was a, that was actually I found that to be kind of a tough game. I I couldn't play terribly far into that one, but I enjoyed it. Did you ever play? You, I mean, you said you played twenty six hundred, but when like when you were young, the first system that you had, like as yourself, you're a little younger than us. So yeah, yeah. Um, first system, absolutely. I remember coming down Christmas Day in eighty five and <laughs> shiny Nintendo Entertainment System hooked up to like one of those old school like wood cabinet TVs. <laughs> <laughs> like that, and that thing. Well, like we had that until I was in high school, I think. Like, like, sure. Well, those are you know, and you probably that that television was probably a wedding present for your parents. Like they got it something or, like that, or it was given to them by one of their parents, your grandparents. Something. Like it was that Do- old. Doctor Laurie, e- very house, possible. They just got rid of my gr- our grandparents' old wooden console, console tv which was they bought CRT. in the 90s or something like after their really old tv died that was like a console tv from the 60s or something yeah. it finally died and they went to get one and they came back with that thing and we were like where the hell did you find that like they sell those still so it was like you know one of the last years that you could actually yeah, buy yeah. one of those. Yeah. so it was a fairly new wood console tv yeah, yeah. the kids the, the, young, the young kids right now are like there was a tv that had like a console video game yeah. built into no, 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 it no no no, no, no not no. that not that the tv was console. built into furniture yeah. <laughs> because the tvs were so big they basically had to be a piece of furniture unto themselves yeah they're like well why not be able to put you know some tchotchkes and knickknacks yeah. on, on yeah. top of it yeah and if, and if it's <laughs> and if it's the 70s you can if the late 60s and 70s you can decorate your living room with liquor yeah, <laughs> you have it. It's the top. Yeah. It's it's your bar. You put your bar on top. You put yep. all your liquor bottles and You'll, your carafes. You, you put some doilies down. <laughs> and soak up any drips. <laughs> but yeah, so especially that first year, like lots of you know Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, since that was that was when that it, when pack it first in came out, cartridge. Yeah. Much, yeah, 
well that was the pack-in that like yeah. back when game systems still came with like games in the package and then like i remember playing a lot of spy hunter i don't know if either of you ever saw that game it was like you were basically like a car on a road yeah it was a top-down driving top-down driving game like and the car had like the spy gadgets like oil slick or smoke screen yep. and, and like you, you just had to get as far as you could before you just, something yeah, stopped you, just, you. you tried to get in front of, you know you had to get past all the other cars on the road sometimes you could get missiles and stuff and yeah then, Eventually, you hit the docks and you turned into a boat. Yep. But you had to hit the dock. <laughs> if you just hit the water, you were dead. Yeah, if you hit it wrong, you had to hit it the, was you had over. To hit where the dock was. And I always just kind of assumed that the car, like, nested inside of a boat shell. That's kind of what it looked That's like. That's what it looked yeah. like. The car well, if you're like, a spy, roll. you should have a car that turns into a boat. Like James Bond. Yeah, but that's that's what it like looks like. Yeah, his his Lotus. And then you and then you do the basically the same thing, but on the water, which is actually a little less restrictive. Yeah. You had more space. So if you got far enough, you got to be like, whew. You were Finally, like the, I got room to breathe. You were like the jet fighter in in the other Except, the river yeah. game. You were you, you were you were limited to the, where, the, where the water was. Yeah, well, when, when you're on a boat, that's typically the situation. Yeah. Like, you're generally no, limited joke to is the that, water. Yeah, that like the jet fighter plane. Yeah, yeah. that jet fighter couldn't yeah. fly over mountains. Apparently. Yeah, I I was trying to think. I another one I distinctly remember playing a lot of is there was a Top Gun game, and uh, but like. I could never get very far into it because like a few missions in you get to a point where you have to do like mid air refueling like and there's this whole thing where you have to like line everything up right and oh serious hand eye coordination oh, and patience probably well that and it like apparently like I remember reading somewhere years after the fact and it's like no that whole sequence was like kind of bugged in a way that no. made it way harder than intended so like very few people ever saw past that point in the game <laughs> hey josh are you enjoying this game i sure am well here do this thing that's really hard that'll prevent you from continuing to yeah. enjoy this game i mean it was possible to get past <laughs> it but like oh I, I think i maybe did it once and all the times i tried and he took this a game is and he took a photo of the yeah. screen <laughs> oh guys this game's too good we got to find a way to break it up well, you're a you're a uh, you're a fire pilot and a jet yeah. fighter, so um, maybe you stop to refuel. That's a great idea. We can make it really hard too, for no reason. Yeah, random wind gusts come in. Well, and, and of course, back in that day, <laughs> blow they, you away from we the don't, tanker. We don't have yeah. enough QAQC for the whole game. Yeah. Which part can we skip, making sure that it works well? <laughs> well, and of course, back in that day, they couldn't release patches once it was out yep. in the wild. It's it was just the cartridge. What you had was what you had. <laughs> that game is what it is. And yep. if you yep. didn't like it, you couldn't get past that thing. That game got put yep. like in your little game box or stack or whatever you had, and it just never came yeah. back out. Well, this sucks. No, ET <laughs> hardwired yeah. in there. The ET game. Yeah, Indiana Jones was tough too. I played that one a few times. Yeah, you toss it in your yeah, stack of games, or you bury them all in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Hope no one remembers where they are. And then a documentary crew finds them, <laughs> um, and they're still worthless. Yeah, NES. We we had one of those. Um, that was starting. I was starting. We, to get... we stopped at our Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> Did you ever that play like in television or ColecoVision with a friend or anything? I had. Yeah, I had a friend who had an Intellivision. Yeah. We had, yeah. I, yeah, I knew people that had other games. And I had a Commodore 64, too, and I had video games on there yep. for a while. No, I, 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 knew, really... I knew people with Commodore 64. <laughs> I had a really cool space shuttle game, too, that you would go up and build a space station. 
you had to you had to pilot your space shuttle. You know, you had, you had to take it off. It wasn't really hard to take off. You got up there and you built the space station, and you had you actually like populated it and did like you know kind of managed it and whatnot. And then you had to bring your shuttle back down. And getting the shuttle landing the shuttle was tough. Yeah, oh yeah. You had to bring it back down. Yeah. I was like, mm, boy, that's like a seventeen billion dollar piece of hardware there, Craig. You better get to, <laughs> you better yeah. get this right. I was trying to think. For, keep, keep it in the crosshairs. Keep it in the crosshairs. Yeah, first computer we had in the house was a Tandy 2000. And I remember <laughs> playing a lot. From Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, re- I think the game I played most on it was there was a Wheel of Fortune game. I played a ton. Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I remember at some oh point. God, that game still, or the, 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 that show's still around. Pat, yeah. I just, I've, every so often you see Pat Sajak news, and I'm like, oof. Yeah. And I was trying to, there, there was... um. Carl Weaver baseball like and even I had who? even I had no idea <laughs> exactly. who Carl Weaver was but but it's I I played his baseball game and it it, it was it was decent it was a good time <laughs> well we had we had my dad's Apple II something Apple II plus whatever it was that he used for work and he he bought games every once in a while on those and I, so had... I, I continued playing video games on on the PC for the not a PC, as it were. Sure. For the Commodore, I had summer games, which had like Olympics? eight or ten yeah. like Olympic style things, like different different events. You Track play. and field, and yeah, mostly. It's summer games, and then I also had summer games two, and then I had winter, winter games. games, and I was really good at figure skating. Was that the whole? <laughs> you were good at figure. Skating. I was on the computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you get the triple triple sow cow? Um, the, I, I was Genial able to do all, all the different types of spins and, and uh, jumps that you could do. I, I could do them. It was all just timing. Once you, once you figured it yeah, out, it was pretty yeah. easy. Was that the full suite of Olympic games? Well, that was, the, that was the suite that I had. And then there was also World Games, Ooh. which included such titles, and, uh, such uh, uh, events as um, sumo wrestling. Cool. <laughs> you could flip the fat dude over the toppy and throw him out of the circle. <laughs> Wearing the fat dude in the black diaper. In the, in yeah. the giant diaper. <laughs> or whatever those things are called. Um, and there was uh, cliff diving, which mostly you just had to make sure you didn't bury your head in the bottom. <laughs> and you didn't hit the rocks on the way down. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, and then there was also, and I am not kidding, oh boy. the caber toss. <laughs> The Scottish game of flipping the tree trunk over end over end and going uh-huh. and, and now in this of course it's um, like lumberjack competition stuff. Yeah, well, in this it was it was the caber toss and it was like you threw for distance. You had to flip it as far as you could. That's not what the caber toss is about. The caber, bo- caber toss is about how accuracy. many times? Oh, okay. it's about accuracy. It's about lining it up, like having it fall like on a perfectly line. Like, straight. Yeah, oh, yeah, on a certain line. Um, but you know this, you know you. They didn't do a top-down caper toss to be able to line up like that. It was just the thing where you had to time it where you started moving, and then you had to pick it up to start throwing it, and then you had to give the right press the button to get it to flip, push it, you know, to kind of really launch it into the air, and then you would flip it and it would flip over, and the top would come down to the bottom, it would hit the ground, it would flip over. You had to try to get the best distance you could. And there's a few other games on there too. Those are the ones that stick with me. Caber toss. The dude had a kilt on too. If I remember correctly, <laughs> maybe I'm just remembering it that way. But I think he had a kill. Did he have on anything on under the kilt? <laughs> um, he shouldn't have. Well, if it was it, you know the uh, these games didn't go accurate. back. These games didn't go back to the Olympic Village where, oh, where all the okay. e-er, e-er goes on nowadays. <laughs> so, so I don't know, uh, like you know, if they were uh, running commando under those kilts. <laughs> <laughs> 
was trying to think. I also spent a lot of time with uh, the American Super Mario Brothers 2, the uh, the thing that's actually a reskin of a different game, because the Japanese thought like their Mario 2 would not appeal to American audiences for being way too hard. So yeah, the Mario 2 we got was yeah, just... Yeah, he had a kilt on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at the yeah. picture. But yep. so yeah, the, the Mario 2 we got in America was a reskin of a game called Doki Doki Panic. And it's like... That was actually probably the first game I ever like beat. <laughs> like thinking about it. I was oh. like, you know how a lot of games of those early days were. Like they weren't really designed to be beaten. They, you just kept at just them thing... to see how far you could get. Yeah, yeah. There was no end. The end to games like that, it, like in the when they were um, like uh, arcade stand-up yeah. console games, the end would come with the kill screen. Yeah, because it would it would get to the point where the basically the game failed, like the computer failed. Wow. And that's when they refer when they refer to those games having a kill screen. That's what it is. You've played so far that you've broken like what's in the game because like the like there's only so much information that could fit yeah, on the chip yeah, that yeah. was in there, and it would just escalate everything that you were doing. And there came a point where like when it tried to escalate again, it just couldn't do what would it needed to do. Overwhelm the thing, yeah. And you'd get weird glitchy stuff that would happen on the screen, huh. and that was the kill screen. Is that what happened? It was impossible to beat the kill screen. Is that what happens in Donkey Kong? Yes, when Donkey Kong gets like impossible yeah. to play. Yeah, that's the kill screen. Because that was part of that documentary that we watched. Yep. Let's see. There was weightlifting. That was a world. What for? One, for whatever reason, it was in World Games because each of them was associated with a. Yeah, yeah. That was Russia. So you, had a, you could do snatch and clean and jerk. I think both. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You did barrel jumping on skate on on ice skates. Cliff diving. Slalom. Log rolling. There's your... That was Canada's game. <laughs> was curling in there? Um, no. Or was that part of the winter No, game? that was just one for each company. Bull riding. I remember that now. Now that I see it, I'm like, oh yeah. Sumo wrestling. Paper toss. There you go. I actually think <laughs> I played this at some point. This sounds very familiar. Yeah. They're not difficult games to play yeah. by today's standards. <laughs> it was all just timing. It was, it was it, like, basically a lot of those games yeah. on those, on, you know, like when, when you got back to those older game systems, it was just like, if you got good at like three or four basic skills and I'm, I'm just talking yeah. about like, you know, you could time something to like press the button or flip the joystick based on something you saw on the screen. Um, if you could repeat certain patterns, like there was just certain, like if you could do these three or four things, you could probably, um, you know, be successful at about 50% of the games that were out there. Stuff like Pac-Man, you couldn't yeah. just learn a couple things. You had to actually actively, like, you were constantly a adapting to where the ghosts were going. Yeah, it's, and, and, yeah, the the controllers but are back. Like, bull riding yeah. is just like, you know, you know, <laughs> just do these yeah. things yeah. and you'll ride the bull for eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the controllers were much simpler back then and weren't like like nowadays where it's, Four buttons, two two sets of triggers. In the front, yeah. The dual joysticks, two joysticks the directional pad. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I never got past that Atari twenty six hundred joystick. <laughs> so, so the so the NES with two buttons would would have been too much for you. I don't know. I might I might have done better if I had one. Sure. And got to use one. But... Like, I could buy you one. An NES. Sure. Oh, oh you can just well, have thanks. mine. I've got one. <laughs> An original? Uh, well, I, yeah, it's an original. 
I've got an Atari and an NES. <coughs> back yeah. In, back in the day when I didn't have money, um, and uh, like eBay became a thing. <laughs> you just go on eBay and be like, somebody be selling their an Atari twenty six hundred with two joysticks, four paddles, and thirty games for like twenty five dollars plus yeah. shipping. Huh. And I picked that up like was like one year out of college or something like that and i i bought that and then i bought an nes a few years later when i was still making crap money yeah i actually (laughs) still have my nes that i had growing up like it hasn't been used in a while so i don't know if it functions but like like super mario 3 still holds up real well what like that that is a game i i have played through other means since and like yeah it might be fun to go back and play it on the original hardware at some point Mike, I'll bring the NES over here. Um, okay. And we'll play Contra and we'll get really good at it and do like me and my brother Clark did, where we would just play Contra for hours. Contra was great. Once you learned, once you knew how to do it, you just, it just repeated. It just went over and over yeah. and over. Use that. It, con- it, was a, it was a teamwork game, too. Yeah. So we'd be playing together. Shoot, you, shoot all the bad guys. Yeah. Use that Konami code, get all the extra lives, and then go to town. Yep. But like, I ran Contra. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. We're is shooting, that where it comes yeah, from? Iranians. It was actually a very deep political thriller game. <laughs> <laughs> I like a game with a backstory. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Um, it's uh, you know was it with a K. You know, it was with a C, but it was you know it was it was playing on that word, but it wasn't Iran Contra. I mean, it had nothing to do with Iran. In fact, uh, as I recall, there were aliens. Yeah, it was <laughs> side-scrolling shooter with aliens, though occasionally, like, in addition to the side-scrolling stuff, you'd have, like... There was a front thing. Th- there you, was one where running, you're scrolling running forward. Down the hall. There, yeah. was, there, were two, there were two levels where you ran down the hall forward. And so okay. the, the game became a little different. You had to, like, jump sideways and sideways and duck, and you could, ju- you could drop down into a prone shooting position, jump over stuff as you ran forward everything be coming at you if it was 3d it would have been really cool <laughs> mike just saw me like doing my impression of the game with my hands just waving yeah. them past my head yeah. like wow 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 as things go flying past my face i i, I don't think he was impressed no. <laughs> he's he wasn't impressed but he was amused he was entertained it's true i was it's true and have you i mean you josh you've been like hardcore into the video game so you've gone have you basically had like a, a console for kind of every generation from NES forward? Not... Or pretty close? So I had the NES, I had the Super Nintendo, then I kind of, you know, that period a lot of people have in middle school where, like, they're desperate to seem grown up and they might put aside something they actually like. That was me with video games. Oh, and, right. Middle school, the worst part of anybody's yeah. life. Continue. And I, I didn't really <laughs> get back into them until it was probably about like halfway through the the original Sony PlayStation's okay. life cycle. And then I remember I was visiting my um my sister that lives in Florida, and she had an older friend whose son was visiting and had brought his PlayStation with him. So like I basically got this like for however long that visit was like had the chance to mess around on the PlayStation and it kind (laughs) of got me super back into video games. And like, I think one of the first things I did when we got back home was like, I saved up my money to get myself a PlayStation. And ever (laughs) since then, yeah, I've usually had at least one of the current consoles. 
sometimes more than one of the current consoles now that there's after Microsoft entered the market. Have you kept them all? Do you have them in a closet? Not always. I, I, I sell I, off the old ones. I, I, I'll usually like try to, yeah, let, like pass the old ones on to someone else who wants to, who will more actively use it than I will. Has like, I just don't have the time to deal with like however many systems I would be up to if I kept <laughs> them all. The wall of computers, yeah, like video yeah. game systems. <clears throat> have to keep adding to like you'll have like a one of those shelving units like joey yeah. and joey and chandler and friends had the thing that covered the whole wall and half their doorways yeah yeah uh. <laughs> yeah no it does kind of make me happy that like more and more with the recent generations it's like we'll make this backwards compatible with this previous system or at least with some of like the more popular games just so like if you have something you want to revisit, you might not have to drag out that old piece of hardware to do it with. Sure. Yeah, and that, and that's smart business, too, if they do that yeah. for their systems, because it, it builds brand loyalty. Like, well, I know that this system is always going to do these kinds of things. Well, and so for... I'll, I'll, I'll keep, you know, keep buying those. Well, and for that new Xbox that's coming out at the end of the year, apparently Microsoft has already announced that, like, everything they're going to put on it for the first year will still be released for the current system. So, so that they, they're like, you know, this is our mandated buffer. Like, so we're not just like maybe backing off of the tendency to like, really want to push people into buying the new hardware. So be interested. Like, I want that kind of strategy to work out for them because it's nice. They're not forcing the issue so much, but we'll see how that actually plays out. What's the the name of that one? Funny yeah. name. Oh, the I mean Xbox Series X, which is either Xbox the Sex, Xbox yeah. Sex or Sexbox, depending on who you yeah, talk okay. to. <laughs> X Bone was the old one. Right? Yeah, that's that, that's that's the current one that will be be displaced by the uh, the Sexbox. Bone Sex. I think they're going for a theme here. I think as I remember, if it happens again in four yeah, years. We'll, we'll be know the for sure. Xbox Volva. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no as i remember when uh i can't remember who initial who popularized the x-bone terminology for the xbox one but i just remember initially microsoft was like no no this isn't what we intended at all but i think at some point they just yeah we we did this because we didn't think this through well enough and then they didn't think it through well enough again or did it deliberately only time will tell yeah <laughs> It's something I've run into GMing. You come up with like a cool name for a villain or some organization or something. And then like, you think it's a great name. It's like, oh, this is going to strike fear into the hearts of players. And then they hear it and then they make a joke. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. Oh, or sometimes a DM will kind of do it to themselves. Like uh, that friend of ours who like, we were trying to find the secret way into a place and he uttered the phrase evil back door. And yeah. we have never yeah. let him live that down. <laughs> The evil back door. <laughs> and, and then there was a different time where it was just, it was a straight slip of the tongue. He meant to say a uh, scroll repository, but <laughs> you can guess where this is going. I accidentally yeah. said scroll suppository. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've gone over this. We may have. We probably, it, it's probably been par- mentioned. I think before. part of it became the episode title. It's been 356 episodes <laughs> prior to this one. <laughs> It's probably been mentioned before, as it is still hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, we are running out of material, so it's almost certain that we've uh, 
we've talked about that because so, we started to repeat ourselves. So, so what you're saying is we need to reboot the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't think we need to reboot it necessarily. I think there's uh, there's new listeners all the time. So like when we when, when I tell the story about uh, you know I don't know pick one <laughs> about how I found out about Santa Claus for example, <laughs> which will happen again sometime in the next year or two, um, which is I've already told on the show. It'll be new for some people, including me. I don't remember, don't remember it. <laughs> don't remember uh, curse it. our failing memories. Um, I think I think you would probably go. Oh yeah, I'm like, sorry. But when I got to the punchline, because there's a moment, <laughs> you'd be like, oh yeah, yep, yep. I remember that. Anywho, um, that was a walk down video game lane. Video game lane. <laughs> Is that it? We got a. We have a Kevin question. We have a Kevin question. Alrighty. 135 question. After listening to everyone talk about their New Year's resolution for the last two weeks, I have been wondering, should we be assigning others their resolutions? Who knows better what you need to work on than those around you? I think your friends, coworkers, or family should be able to step in and say, I know your goal is to lose seven pounds, but maybe you should show up on time this year. (laughs) (laughs) It can be anonymous if that makes people feel more comfortable. You can get a random email from your friends that says, your assigned resolution for 2020 is to use more breath mints. Thanks, (laughs) Kevin. But the question is, should we be assigning others their resolutions instead of letting people pick their own because they always pick ones they can't do? The only... That seems like that could become like a festivus airing of the grievances very quickly. Feels like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. yeah. And like a week and a half late. I get an email telling, <laughs> telling me to use more breath mints. Now I'm looking at all of you. Like, okay, so who's the a-hole <laughs> who decided to call me out on this? Or was, was one of you like, well... Craig's, I think Craig has bad breath, but it might just be me. Maybe I'm. Maybe others aren't as sensitive as I am. And so then you all talked about my breath. <laughs> you got this big text chain with like 10 of you. <laughs> and you all agreed together. Okay, yeah, we're going to send him the resolution email. And, and yeah, if everyone... breath intervention. <laughs> if, yeah, if, ev- <laughs> if everyone starts to think their friends are talking about them behind their back, that's that's going to go real poorly real fast. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this just sounds like a bad idea. I'll tell you what. Um, as soon as I get rid of all my friends, I'm not saying that I'm doing it, but when I do it, um, <laughs> then we uh, let's go ahead with this. Yeah, that sounds good. He, but he's but not, for now, I think it's a yeah. bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's not saying it, but Mike, you're on notice. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm all for this. I'm on board, Kevin. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. It's a great way to be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Secretly passive aggressive. Covert passive aggressiveness. <laughs> so I'm the only one in favor of it? Okay, it's you Seems Kevin. that way, yeah. That's okay. We're all individuals. We can all have our own opinions. That's right. Like I said, I'm all, I'm all for it once I've, <laughs> once I've sloughed off all of you. Yeah. But but if we start getting anonymous emails of resolutions, we know who it came from. Yeah, that's true, because Mike's the only one who's yeah, up it came, for it. It came from Kevin. It's <laughs> possible, too. You'll just start doing it, and Kevin will be your scapegoat. That's right. I'm just going to, later today, I'm going to go register an email. <laughs> uh, 
Kevin Res- question at gmail.com. Re- resolution at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. your, re- your resolution at gmail.com. And I'm going to just start sending it to people. You should work on this. It's a great idea. Stop saying supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an idiot when you say supposedly. <laughs> Who says supposedly? It's a joke from friends. Okay. Supposedly? Supposedly. Joey. That's how Joey pronounces it. Um, just want to, it's my, it's my go-to for like the, you know, all intensive purposes, like yeah, all okay. the, the, the stupid mis, mis, uh, mispronunciations. Supposedly. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Well, there you go. So, uh, of course, if you want to, you know, have a, a personal, you know, like if you, if you and your circle of friends wants to agree to enact that there's no reason that you can't do that. Like everybody's on board. Sure. We'll just start firing random well not random but like anonymous emails at each other (laughs) complaining about what's wrong with you what could possibly go wrong with that let's find out (laughs) next time under okay well uh get it get it ready i mean here here you go here you go kevin you've got a whole year get get a website ready get a whole you could put together a whole little would this be considered social media? You're kind of yeah. being social. <laughs> Anti, <laughs> anti-social no, media. Do, anti-social media. Do, do it secret Santa style. Each person gets one other person they have to give a resolution to. Oh, See, this is, a, this is a great app idea for, for somebody's uh, incubator. Sure. You could have an app that anonymizes these resolution suggestions. You could send them to your friends. Oh man! Through the service the and then secret, it anonymizes them. The Secret Santa version. I like yeah. that actually. <laughs> that means everybody's getting hit. Everybody's yeah. getting a kick to the teeth. It's not everybody ganging up on me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not everyone talking behind your back. It's one person. You know, one, it's one person, person said this thing. Hey, you know, <laughs> Secret Santa's New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Get it now for free from the App Store next to Nibblert. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, that's it, I guess, yeah. right? Um, hey, there's a there's a Kickstarter running. That's right. How's it doing? Fine. Moving along. All Cranking. Good. I think I think we're going to be okay. It's awesome. Gonna, it's going to take the whole kick, the whole run of the Kickstarter to kind of get where it needs to be. Because if I need to back out now, okay. let, let me know. Whoa, hey. <laughs> if I end up a few hundred dollars short, I might be calling you to up your pledge and then i'll pay you back <laughs> I've, already th- I've already thought about that like who can i okay. call <laughs> oh all right <laughs> who, who can who can take the hit on their card yeah. for a you know who, who for, can, a, for a few weeks until i get the money and yeah. they can pay off their card who, who can i blackmail into making an angel pledge for the difference yeah. well the point is like who can who do i know that you know this isn't gonna like like first of all like why the hell are you asking me? It's not that response. Yeah. And, and also like finan- and financially, like they're it's not gonna hurt them to like uh, just take a hit on my card. Because I don't want to do that to just anybody. There's some people that we- finances are really tight. That would be a shitty thing to ask them for. Yeah, there's a to there's carry to carry that on their card. Plenty even, of even for a little credit while. to lend at the bank of Mike for the for the right <laughs> the in, of- for the right interest rate. <laughs> Whoa, we'll, what? We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> 19% APR. <laughs> what? See, but Mike, it's not an That inter- was the interest rate uh, that, that on the the mortgages that Ray Stance got on his uh, parents' house to yeah. finance the Ghostbusters. Which was a joke about how yeah. bad it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, see, with Mike, it's not actually called interest. It's called VIG. That's the mob thing where they, you know, 
got seven points <laughs> oh. <laughs> on the loan shark thing, right? Anyway, Vig? Vig. What's that stand for? Um, I'm not sure if it's a shortening of an oh, English word or okay. if it's perhaps something Italian. I think it's called Vig. Okay. Now you want me to you want me to go look it up? No. <laughs> I mean, try and stop him. <laughs> Craig, stop. The interest payment on a loan paid back to the creditor by a certain percent. The juice also. It's also the, called the juice. Yeah, it's the Vig. It's just a mob. It's just what it's called. Slang term. We don't know where it comes from or what it means. Uh, the word it's- is vigorish. Vigorish. Vigorish is a fee charged by a bookie for accepting a gambler's wager. I charged him that fee vigorishly. <laughs> I don't think it's like that, but <laughs> anyway, Josh, thank you for uh, coming to the show. Thanks for having me again. Yes, thank you. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershowgmail.com and... Oh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com to find the game stuff. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy the game stuff. And you can go to kickstarter.com to buy the really pretty game stuff. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig play Pong. We just have Pong running in the background the whole time. Just boom, 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 boom. Let's <laughs> play Pong. And we'll narrate it. Well, we could play it like tennis and we could trash talk each other. Like John McEnroe style. All, right. the, all the young kids are like, who's John McEnroe? I was about to say, eventually someone charges the, the umpire, which in this case is the machine. We could, uh, you know, grunt really loudly every time our virtual paddle hits the virtual ball. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you do yeah. the right and I'll do okay. the boom boom I win <laughs> damn it break my racket virtual racket breaking smash the smash, joystick smash the paddle it was a paddle wasn't it yeah, uh, anyway. uh, yeah. bye bye